Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Chat Podcast. I'm Alistair Charlton and I'm joined this week by George Turner and Sasha Laverick. Hello both, how are you? Hello. Hello, good, thank you. Good, good stuff. We, we, didn't, we didn't manage to talk over each other there, which is quite an achievement. <laughs> or leave too much silence either. I was expecting either both at once or just silence. So we, we managed that really well. Good work, team. Well, well choreographed. <laughs> Those hours of rehearsal are paying off. Well, um, it's been a little while since we last did one, especially since it's been the, the three of us. Um, so we've all been quite busy. I know uh, George and I have both been on holiday recently, but separately, I hasten to add. And um, Sasha's had a much more interesting couple of weeks, judging by your Instagram. Anyway, what have you been up to? Yeah, so apart from being mega busy with corporate job and interior design, um, I've now taken on a third job. Um, so. I've joined a race team, championship winning race team um, in Monoposto, they called Scuderia Fern Racing. Um, so they run an F3 car, um, yeah, and they won the championship this year. So really exciting to be joining that team, really. Awesome, that's really cool. Um, so what's what's your role? What are you doing? I've seen photos of you sort of in the team gear and been quite involved with it is this a, a media role or, or marketing or what, what is it yeah so um really I've come in as head of marketing so at the moment I think they just had sort of one person that was running everything so they needed someone with experience so um I've joined mm. and I'll be mainly doing sort of sponsorship stuff and just making sure social media's on point um and then so mm-hmm. for next year they'll have three cars so a lot more work so yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Is this the British Formula 3 Championship? So it's Monoposto. Um, so they, I think they're the largest single-seater series in the UK. Um, and then it's within that one. So I think there's F3 Cup, there's F3 GP, and then there's this one as well, which is the one we're in. So it's basically um, the most affordable way to get into motorsport. So it's really sort of nice to be able to see people that otherwise wouldn't be able to afford getting into motorsport because of how expensive it is. So are these are these kind of youngsters that have just come out of carts or are these people in there anywhere up to whatever age that have got some money to burn? What are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's a real mixture. I mean, there's, there's young people, you know, there's people that are like company directors and have all the money that they want just to spat on a car and do it and then there's old people as well so it was a proper mixture but next year hopefully we'll have some females um joining as well driving um so yeah real mixture really that's really cool that's awesome um did this come about through the thing you went to at Bista heritage the other month girls on track was it is that is that yeah related or, or yeah or did you find this some other way yeah, no, they, they put a post on Girls on Track saying they were looking for people, so I reached out and then went along to my first race the weekend just gone at Silverstone, um, just sort of got a feel for how it all was. Um, and it's What the interesting part was is 60% of the team is actually females, so that's an area they really want to push because you don't really see that very often in motorsport. Ah, okay. So, so is that female drivers or just the overall headcount is... Is what did you say? Sixty percent female. Yeah, the head count moment. So there's ten people in the team, and obviously okay, six, right. six of those are female. None of them are drivers right. at the main, but but hopefully, watch this space. There might be one next year. <laughs> That's awesome. And the work you're doing for them is that 
um, I mean, you're a very busy person with a couple of jobs already, like you said. Um, are you able to fit that in? Is it just weekend work? Do you do the work sort of while you're at the circuit or is there stuff to do uh, during the week as well? At the moment, as I've just joined, um, I've obviously got a lot of marketing experience. So I'm really trying to help sort of just set the basics and fundamentals of how marketing works. So it is turning into quite a lot of work. Um, obviously, I'm trying to set social media plans and talk to sponsors and all that kind of thing. So hopefully once I've done all that work, um, the team will kind of run itself a bit more once they know. And there's quite a lot of sort of, they like to bring in people that have no experience and give them that experience. But you need those people higher up that know what they're doing. So that's my job to try and teach the younger ones how it all works and hopefully give them some good experience. How much is a season? Do you know? Are <laughs> you interested? <laughs> yeah, so I've heard for an F3 car, um, just to run it is 25 grand, which when you hear how much it costs to enter F3 Cup, which is quarter of a million pound, it's way cheaper. But of, of course, 25 grand just to run a car, that's that doesn't include entry fees, which I think are a couple hundred pound per go. Um, it's a lot cheaper. That's really cheap. And how many rounds is that? Um, I think there's around six to eight weekends and they do double headers okay. and stuff. Um, so quite a few, but you don't have to go to all of them. You can just pick and choose what you want, want to go to mm-hmm. as well. So really flexible, but yeah, it's been great to sort of come to their last race, see them win both races on that weekend and mm. finish on a high. And who are the drivers for the team? What, what background have they got? Do you know? So Lee, the driver, it, it, it's his team. So he started it. He's been an F1 fan since he was young. He won't tell me his age, um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's um, yeah his team. He's driven his car. So for next year, that's when they want to bring on some new people. So I don't think it's all confirmed yet, but it should be really interesting to see who they'll bring on. Hopefully some young people and mm-hmm. female, as I said. I need to find a spare 25 grand. <laughs> <laughs> that's my job, <laughs> raise some money. <laughs> Yeah, hold on, sort us out. <laughs> so if anyone knows anyone that wants to sponsor the championship winning team, send me a message. <laughs> Absolutely. Good to get a plug in. Um, the cost of that then, that's just the entry fee, presumably. Do you know how much the cars are to buy? Or do, or do drivers or teams not tend to buy the cars as a sort of a payment plan to use the car? and then? Yeah, they can, they can buy them. So our F3 car is a 2001 Dallara. Um, and I yeah. think it's around like 30 grand to buy that car but the higher up on the sort of mm-hmm. better engines the newer ones they are just shy of 100 grand so cheap in terms of cars fairly, <laughs> I was just going to say yeah it all seems fairly affordable doesn't it for proper you know wings and slicks racing and at Silverstone did you say was that at the, what, what layout was that was that the GP circuit it was the national circuit okay yeah. But yeah, it was it was um yeah, it was still great to go to. I was um we were just turning up to the first race and everyone was on the grid and then one of the cars mm-hmm. burst out in flames and poor driver didn't get out in time, so he's in hospital with burn, so very chaotic Goodness. day. Goodness me. Well that sounds awesome. That sounds like a great job for you to be getting involved with and uh, getting getting your foot in the door with some motorsport marketing that's fantastic and it says a lot as well for the girls on track event that you went to that that's sort of directly responsible for getting you uh, in touch with them 
Yeah, no, it definitely is a good group to be part of. And yeah, I'm super pleased to be getting some experience in motorsport, really. When you're working for Mercedes F1, can you remember us? <laughs> I'll send you some merchandise. <laughs> I was hoping for a bit of hospitality. <laughs> Ali gets enough of that. Paddock Club would be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, very well done. Well, all we've done since we last chatted is go on holiday, I think, Ali, haven't we? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I know I spoke about having a Skodraniak outside last time we spoke, and I have since driven it and given it back, and it was fine. Um, like, really good. It's great, but it's good in the same way like a Golf or a 3 Series is really good. Like, it's, it's great. It's like, good. if you need an electric SUV that's not too big, then yeah... <laughs> It's, it's it's great. It's adequate. It's ad- Buy it's, that it's, one. It's perfectly good. Yeah, it's perfectly adequate. It's nice. It's really nicely designed. The interior is lovely. Um, Skoda have been great for years now, and increasingly so. Um, yeah, it's it's just fantastic. Drove it in town. Drove it uh, down to Goodwood as I usually do. Went down to Goodwood for some breakfast. They've got chargers now in the car park, which is pretty useful. Uh, although one was broken, obviously. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe that. I got there. Two of them you needed your own cable that I didn't have. And the other two, one had a cone in front of it. Um, went to one, didn't work. Thought, I'll try the other one. Move the cone, it was working. Someone else pulled up in the other one and said, nah, that one doesn't work. So we kind of had to share that. I sort of popped in and had some lunch. And then when I was done, I said to him, oh, you can have the charger now. I suppose it makes you friends, doesn't it? Because you have to talk to each other. But it's, it's still just, you know, the idea that chargers are a little bit hit and miss. Uh, but the charger great. etiquette charger etiquette yeah it's um you get that a lot of the tesla superchargers where everyone gets out and has a chat with each other so it's kind of nice but not ideal yeah good car really nice just not much more to say about it <laughs> and seville obviously sounded like a lovely city but not much on the car spotting not at all no <laughs> um yeah it's great i went for three nights highly recommended for that amount of time you've probably seen everything by then uh, it was good. Uh, there was no car spotting to be had whatsoever, apart from I saw an old Beetle on the first evening, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I saw a Rolls-Royce Wraith when I was in, on the way back to the airport in the bus. Uh, but otherwise, apart from those two sort of opposite ends of the automotive spectrum, there was absolutely nothing. Completely forgettable, as far as cars are concerned. But not why I was there. Uh, it, was, uh, it was great. Uh, I recommend going. Um, at this time of year because it's warm but it's not too warm and it's nice and hide an electric scooter I've not used one of those before um, that's quite good fun just hop on one and oh. have, have a ride around the city have you used one them? of them yeah one of those dickheads riding around on an electric scooter that no, was they had them in Bristol and it was a nightmare I'm surprised there's not like more you know there's like a not the Covid death tally I'm surprised there's <laughs> not like a electric scooter death tally every day I, I do wonder that they do seem a bit haphazard sometimes. Was that Voi, the company, V-O-I? Oh, I don't know. I was just I was driving an actual car on the oh, road, right. and then you just get these scooters in front of you, and you're not quite sure. Mm. You know, they're not proper. You know, these people cycling and kind of follow the rules, and they kind of love all that. But these people on scooters just seem to just do what they want. Yeah, there is a bit um, of that. I, I feel that going slowly and having to stop is engineered into it because these ones um you scan it with your phone and there's a mount for your phone and you open the app and it shows you where you can and can't go in the city and where is like a slow zone well the scooter knows where you are so in a slow zone it automatically slows down and if you go into a no-go zone it stops 
and it tells you like you can't be here you need to go somewhere else um and because the no-go zone in seville anyway is quite large you can't go very far you can't you can only go along a couple of streets before you need to look at the app again and work out where you're going next so you're always stopping at junctions which i feel is probably engineered into it so you're not just flying around all over the place um but yeah like surprisingly quick i was quite yeah they look quite yeah, they, they, they do. Well, they're electric, obviously. So there's that sort of real surge of acceleration. Um, yeah, and if you're on sort of bumpy roads or whatever, you you, sort of need to, you feel like you need to concentrate quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's good fun. It's a good way to turn a 35-minute walk into a 10-minute scooter ride. Yeah, they do make sense in like the world's great cities, I suppose. Um, I'm from a quite a small town in Essex. And they... <laughs> They've started to litter the streets. Oh no! But Have they got they, trials one day there? They are they public appeared. ones? Oh, they are yeah. right. So that's right, right, right. Yeah, and they just get dumped anywhere because they're, they're dockless, aren't they? They're not like Boris bikes. Yeah. So I think because I tried to hire one, it was after the pub kicked out, hmm. and you start staggering home, and then you see one, and you say, like, ah. <laughs> "I." There might be three of us, but I think we can all get on this scooter. <laughs> and when you when you try and when you try and sign I, I, up... I'm sure this is all hypothetical because I'm fairly sure the app says you're not supposed to drink. <laughs> well, this is it. So when you sign up, it says you cannot ride this intoxicated. Are yeah. you intoxicated? No, no. <laughs> it's like, Here's some it, complicated 20... algebra to do to prove it. Yeah, it's quarter to midnight on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you're outside a pub. <laughs> it's the obvious and, desirable choice. I get it. And I think it popped up on my screen like, you'll be charged £15. I just went, nah, we're what? walk. <laughs> I think it just knew. It just was like, nah, are you, are you sure you're not drunk? Are you sure? Because <laughs> we've asked you five times and you keep answering differently. Yeah, and in the end, it just—I think—it just whacked the price up and was like, are "You gonna pay fifteen quid?" <laughs> no, I won't. I was talking to a friend yesterday about it, and he said it was really expensive when he used one. And I haven't really looked to see how much I was charged. I was just really impressed with how simple it was to use. But they do clutter the streets. I've been in bits of America where they're just all over the pavement. Like you can't get past because they're just all over the place. So. Yeah, I think I think that's why they've been rolled out so gradually in the UK, like the trials at least, where they want to make sure that the numbers are right and people, like you say, aren't causing problems or being hurt or whatever. But it's oh, like I like enjoyed we, it. Everyone kind of goes on about we live in this like health and safety world now, mm. and then these things appear, and you just think, <laughs> who the f- who signed that off? <laughs> you can go twenty-five mile an hour or whatever they do. You don't need a helmet. Yeah. You don't need anything oh, at all. all. All the residential areas in London have to be 20 miles an hour, but hey, we'll give everyone a scooter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you can jailbreak them as well. You can hack them, I I gather, so that you can increase the top speed, at least on the privately owned ones. That still aren't legal anywhere. Privately owned electric scooters aren't legal on the road or the pavement. And yet, you see them everywhere. Anyway, um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was convenient. And if it was the middle of summer and it was 38 degrees then I would get a scooter absolutely everywhere in Seville. That's about all I've done, I think. (laughs) What have you been up to? Tell us about your holiday. Well, I went to Cape Verde, Mm. which was just uh, basically to just do nothing and get the most out of an all-inclusive package for a week. And that's pretty much what happened. 
apart from the first night where I had a nightmare, literally. <laughs> a literal man, yeah. <laughs> you are prone to these, yeah, aren't you? I know. It's when I've, I think it's when I've had a stressful day and a change mm. of scenery, and mm. it didn't help that I think the first night I tried everything that was included in the all-inclusive bar. <laughs> so I'd had like a whiskey, a rum, a gin. <laughs> you sent me a photo. <laughs> they had like they had bottles upside down in optics, like in a bar in your bedroom. In- yeah, they had optics in the room, which would just like help yourself. So, you know, it was setting the scene. I'd been up since 3am. I'd yep. travelled to, to, to Africa, yep. sort of. Um, yeah, and I went to bed and about two hours later thought I was getting run over by a train. <laughs> and uh, so, what did you do to avoid this situation? So I screamed the house down. I leapt out of bed, landed on the floor and then jumped up into the sort of bedside cabinet which kind of Mm -hmm. really grazed down my back and gave me a massive bruise (laughs) you sent me a photo of the table it's one of those that's like wood but then it has like a pane of glass on top of it really sharp angles yeah Yeah. so i went straight into that which hurt like hell so then i'm laying on the floor she's turned the light on to see what the commotion is (laughs) your poor other half has to deal with this on a semi-regular basis and i'm i'm laying on the floor and you know like you, I'm, I'm obviously naked. I'm, I'm in pain. You know, and you, you just see bollocks are everywhere. Like, turn the light off. <laughs> and you're sort of awake at this point, but you've shocked yourself so much. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm screaming in pain at this point. I was in a lot of pain. And I, I proceeded to just crawl back into bed and just not, I wouldn't let anyone, I wouldn't let anything, I just was like, no, go back to bed. <laughs> Nothing's happened. In the morning, like, all the, it was all blood in the bed. Oh, and... God. <laughs> so, oh, dear. Goodness, man. And I still sit here now with a horrible, horrible sort of mark on my back because it just would not heal and it kept bleeding and mm. it was a pain in the ass. But it was, it was a funny story <laughs> to, to, to start the holiday. Bloody hell. Um, and you're the half sat yeah. off, for God's sake, not again. <laughs> well, this yeah, this happens. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I won't say frequently, but it just happens. You know, mm-hmm. I feel more sorry for the people in the hotel room next door who have to listen <laughs> yeah. to someone scream the house down as if they were being run over it's, by it's a train. It's their and first then... holiday for a year and a half. They've gone somewhere incredibly relaxing, and the first night is someone being murdered in the room next door. Yeah, and then for about 20 minutes, just go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Deary me. Oh, dear. What did you think and you I... were doing to like land on the table on your back? Were you performing some kind of wrestling move? Were you like jumping onto? No, it? I think I was. I was leaping out of the way. Well, of course, because of the train, of so, course. Yeah, I leapt mm. full leap just into the <laughs> cabinet and the wall. It was lucky it was all screwed down. Bloody hell! If it was like a cheap IKEA flat pack, <laughs> I'd have just gone, gone through straight it. through it. <laughs> that would have been an interesting call to reception, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, wow. so that happened, and then pretty much I just spent the rest of the week like trying not to move my back too much, which wasn't hard because all I really did was read. Yeah, and I, I'm not a big reader, mm. but as soon as I get on holiday, I just devour books. Yeah, just one after the other after the other. Anyway, one book I I always read something to do with motorsport normally, mm-hmm. and this year I've had uh, The Mechanic by Mark Elvis Priestley. Yep. And it's been in my book library for a while, probably a couple of years. 
and I haven't read it, and I believe you're in the same position. As, as has my copy. <laughs> I believe so, I was bought that Christmas 2019, I think. So, yeah, getting on for two years. I, I think I got bought it the same Christmas, mm. and I hadn't read it. So I thought, right, I'll, bring, I'll take that one, because it's one I haven't read, yep. and give it a read. Now, largely, uh, so this guy, Mark Elvis, in quotes, Priestley, was a mechanic for McLaren from 2000 to 2009, I think. Mm. Uh, working on the race team, uh, lots of stories about what they used to get up to in those in the bad old days of the 2000s. Um, lots of kind of, can't mention any names, but a certain Scottish racing driver. Sort of. <laughs> a square-jawed squat. <laughs> yeah. With white a trousers. Young, a young Finnish talent, should we say. Was, <laughs> was he making a fool of himself? Yeah, so, you know, there was a bit of that, but it was interesting. There were some funny stories and, you know, a good book nonetheless. Anyway, there was a passage that that I think he probably will regret writing. <laughs> and I shall read it to you. <laughs> I wasn't expecting story time. No, yeah. You might think an F1 mechanic could easily go and work in a road car garage, even perhaps that those garages might be clambering over each other to get us in and come and work for them. No. Firstly, I had no desire to go and work on road cars. Secondly, far more importantly, I don't know the first thing about them. It drives me crazy that my friends and neighbours all regularly approach me in the street, telling me about the funny knocking noise coming from their engine, and asking me if I'd mind taking a look for them. And it goes on for another paragraph about how much he hates road cars, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, hold on a second. Where have I seen this guy's name recently? And he is now the new Ed China on Wheeler Dealers. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, when you said his name, I thought, I know that guy. But then when you said the era he was working in F1, I thought, no, that's not what I know him from. So he's the new Ed so China. So, yeah, he is the, the new mechanic in Wheeler Dealers. Right. But as confessed in a 2019 book, he knows nothing about road cars and why that might be making a knocking noise. Okay. Yeah, so I bet he feels like a right wally now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you've outed him on such a major platform, his, his days are numbered. His career is <laughs> his days are numbered anyway. Mark, I'm not. I, I can't watch Wheeler Dealers now, thinking this guy. He knows. <laughs> he's a serial tinkerer. It's Ed China, you trusted him, didn't you? Obviously, he's got a track record mm. for making all sorts of crazy vehicles. You think he'd know what he's doing, but well. Maybe he's been to like a night course or something. Maybe in lockdown he just, you know, got really into regular mechanics. A bit like me, I suppose. Exactly. Exactly like you. He went to Halfords, <laughs> he got himself a socket set, and now he thinks he can go on Wheeler Dealers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't apply. That was my problem. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I did that. But again, Cape Verde was... Not one. I guess it actually it was one for car spot, and I just didn't do enough mm. of it. It's quite a, a poor place. Yes. And and a lot of the cars are still hanging around from the nineties. Sort of. A few, I mean, I saw an That's old right up your one day street. Like I, yeah, but I didn't really. We were perhaps guilty of not venturing much out mm. of the resort because it was quite scary. It's sort of not the done thing at that kind of area or that kind of country, is it? You just you encourage to stay in the resort yeah. and. Yeah. I did have to get a taxi to the town to get some stuff for my injuries and that, yeah. was, that was an old ropey Toyota <laughs> but, 
I was just going, mate, you've done well to keep this going. He's like, oh, yes. <laughs> You're the only person who's ever shown an interest in his car. Yeah. I was going, oh, is this an old Camry? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know they made them here or whatever. Yeah. So there's a lot of well-looked-after old beaten-up cars there and buses. But I didn't do too much. You've reminded them. me there talking about old taxis, and I just had to Google it quickly. I went to Egypt in about 2004, and every single taxi was a Peugeot 504 estate. Um, I think I've got them all in the they, right. I just searched it, and the front end looks about right. Um, they're probably still going, mate. And that's all they had. And they all absolutely stunk of petrol really really reeked you got high driving in them uh, riding in them rather but um yeah just amused me that they all knocked around in these very very old um peugeots but no matey boy in his um his toyota was probably uh probably quite happy to uh, have a passenger who complimented his car i know i'll give him 10 euros as well for a two euro trip I felt a bit bad for him because he'd been in the queue outside the hotel complex. He told me he'd been mm. in the queue for four hours waiting for a fare. Oh, bloody hell. What, to be sort of, <laughs> to be whistled over by the bloke at the door? And I just sort of went like, yeah, I just want to go five minutes in that, into town, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although the island itself, you could probably drive one into the other in 20 minutes. So, mm. yeah, I was like, yeah, mate, look, I'll give you a tenner. Just wait for me to go in the chemist. And when I come out, drive me back, save your queuing again. <laughs> Hmm. Bless him. Oh. He wanted me. He, he wanted me to come back and take his tour of the island for 80, 80 euros. But I was Ooh, like, oh. that's a bit steep, given you've said he how small it is. <laughs> ah. He didn't have aircon. <laughs> <laughs> and what's it then? High twenties and very humid. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And there's honestly, I don't know what there is to see there. But it, mm. when you're driving on the coach to and from the airport, it's quite a barren. Yeah. Wasteland. <laughs> so, hmm. I'll give it a pass, but I, I kept his business card and left it in the hotel just in case anyone else. Oh, good, good. Well, we've had so, a yeah. Grand Prix since we last spoke. Um, Mexico. I don't know if you guys want to have a little chat about that. Although I hear Sasha's got a bit of gossip on Brazil that you might want to talk about. Yeah, I Oof. mean, I've got two pieces of gossip now, so I've just been Googling. Um, almost breaking news at this more. point. I know. Otmar from Aston Martin. He looks like he's moving to Alpine. Ah, okay. Shock. So for next season. Yeah. Looks like he's been poached um, to try and shake up the Alpine team. And so he looks like he'll be moving over there. Hmm. I sort of heard that Alpine were really concentrating on the new car for next year sort of in a dark horsey kind of a way I don't know if anyone else has heard that what in a brawn GP kind of way yeah almost like they said right from the beginning of this year we're not asked about 2021 we're yeah. we're all about 2022 okay so I don't know but I don't know if anyone else has heard that no I've not heard no, that not but heard that. Um, yeah I, I, I believe um, <laughs> I believe you <laughs> sure you've read that somewhere i think that might be the case for a lot of teams though with such a big regulation change there might be quite a few teams that think they've you know seen a way through the rules or they've they've you know found a loophole that they're keen to exploit did i also read that aston martin have got to change their shade of green because it looks crap on tv (laughs) i've not heard that i like it i hope it's true i did hear they were changing it but i didn't know why 
And when you look and when you watch it now and you see the cars, it is. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm red, green, colour blind, but even I look at it and think that is a strange shade of green. Okay. I'm sure that was what I read that they 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 want to change it because they've realised that their shade doesn't look great on telly. I'm googling this now. I've just googled Aston Martin F1 green change, yeah. and I found something on Autosport. Uh, says that any change of its green paint colour for next year must not compromise the weight of the car. Yeah, okay. Looking into a potential tweak of its green livery because it looks crap on set. With with dark the, the dark <laughs> Pantone not being as good as it had originally hoped. Yeah, looking crap on telly is probably yeah. They want to change it to make it pop apparently. Yeah, which is their way of saying it looked crap. <laughs> it's pony. <laughs> pony. Anyway, carry on. Your second spin. <laughs> I was going to say something about the paint being greener on the other side, but that's just silly. Go oh, on. Oh, yes, that would have been good. Do you, want to, do you want us to cut that bit in, add it in? I said I was going to say something about the paint always being greener on the other side. But um, bum Anyway. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Go on, what news have you got? So, tomorrow is free practice, and... Half the teams haven't even got their cars. There's been a shipping issue from Mexico. So I think Ferrari and McLaren have been the worst affected. So their garages are currently empty. Um, so I have heard that they're sort of lifting the... Oh, what's the word? Curfew. <laughs> they are lifting the curfew so they can work on them when they get there. But right. it sounds like a proper stress. Bloody hell. Yeah, that's so bad. <laughs> DHL do the... Logistics for F1, don't they? They, they do, yeah. They advertise about it. about it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. In my mind, that's just a stick them on a 757 and fly them, fly them from Mexico to Brazil doesn't seem too challenging. Is it like a customs thing, do you reckon? Something to do with shipping. So unless the, I don't know, is the waters too... Yeah, but they don't for... ship. They, won't be they, they boat, must fly it all. It must all be flown around. Can you get them all on one plane? Or couple of planes I've, I've no idea you'd assume for some teams to have the cars and some teams not then obviously they're not all traveling together or there's some weird paperwork issue yeah i mean that could be a job for me couldn't it i could dispatch i could just go around f1 and do all the aircraft loading <laughs> that'd be good wouldn't it mm. all right dhl <laughs> yeah maybe it's just a paperwork thing or a Whatever. I mean, I'm just look. I'm actually sat in front of a world map, and Brazil to Mexico is actually probably further than it you think it is. But mm. it's not as bad mm. as when they go from like Shanghai to Austin or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the next race is at Qatar, so that's a long way. Yeah, they're jumping around quite a bit now, aren't they? That's next week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just reading that now about the uh, the curfew's been changed because of freight delays. Yeah, so some haven't got the engines, but they've got the car. Yes, yeah, seeing that. Or some have got the car and not the engine. That's a bonus for Hess. <laughs> <laughs> he might go a bit faster without the engine. Definitely. <laughs> well, no, um, but the, the the championship is really hot. The last few races have been kind of just Verstappen and Hamilton going at it. But looking at the table what is there 17 points in it now at the top in max's favor yeah and hamilton's got a five place grid penalty this week as well Ooh, has he i didn't know that has he changed his electrics his, i his think ba- some engine his, thing his, again his, uh, 
electric system. I'll tell you what's almost as juicy. There's only one point between Merck and Red Bull in the constructors. That's insane, isn't it? Considering how many points yeah. are up for grabs with constructors, for it to be that close. And Alpine and Alpha Tauri are on equal points. Hmm. What position is that? For fifth. Mm, okay. Alpine are in it at the moment on their basis that they've won a race. Yep. So, yeah, I feel like it, it, it's this sort of end of the season run feels very straightforward. It just seems to be every race. It's Lewis and Max, Lewis and Max. There's none of this other, you know, you might have an Alpine or a McLaren win. No, that's all done with. That was in the middle of the season. This is now just business. Yeah, it is. Yeah. At sure. the front. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling. Which is kind of, that's kind of how Who I felt about the last I have a feeling it'll go down to the last race, but it won't be that close. It'll be mathematically possible for both, but I feel that Max is going to have the advantage and it'll take something peculiar to happen for it to swing the other way. Yeah, I think it's Max's as well. Yeah, I agree. Should we um, should we all have a bet on it, see what everyone else <laughs> thinks as well? Last race, Max is going to win it. Or will he bottle it? I could see it going down to the last race and, I don't know, he gets caught up at turn one or and then he has to fight back through. There is a bottle job in there somewhere to come, I think. The momentum's on his side, isn't it? And he's he's proving to be a damn good driver for his age, as, oh, he, as he has been the, for a couple of years now. The, the first two or three corners in Mexico was outstanding. Yeah. I, that was one of the best starts I've ever seen. The way he just years. threw it around the outside. I mean... Bottas could have done a better job for sure. It was so but... perfectly executed. Yeah, it was. And it's into the unknown, isn't it, going to the first corner? You don't know exactly what tyre temp you're going to have. You don't know what the grip's going to be around the outside necessarily. You don't know how much toe you're going to get until you're there. And yeah, he just nailed it. It's in his favour, definitely. Unlike Bottas. <laughs> oh yeah, into that... He into just that... to break so early, poor guy. Into that calculation, you have to add in what is Bottas going to do? It <laughs> felt like he yielded the not? position to... <laughs> It felt like he gave the position to Lewis for some reason straight away rather than working it out a few corners later. Or he was just hesitant. I mean, that's maybe me being kind and suggesting he had method to what he was doing. Or he was just being a bit too timid into the corner. Yeah, it was definitely breaking a lot earlier than everyone else was. So, But you know what's happened before when he, what was it, a couple of races ago when he just went into the back of everyone. So he didn't break. Yeah. Oh, what, Hungary? <laughs> True, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure that was on his mind. It's going to be great. I, it, I'm disappointed that the season doesn't end at Brazil anymore because I think we've had some real corkers ending at Brazil and it's a little bit of a shame that sort of money dictates where the season ends with the last few races. Yeah, we've got three money races mm, at mm. the end. Qatar, Saudi Arabia and, and Abu Dhabi. Abu, yeah. Abu Boring Dhabi. And it's a crap track, isn't it? I can't think what the Has others look like off the top of my head. Day? I can't think of one. Well, Qatar and Saudi are new, aren't they? They're so both new, aren't they? Well, right, Saudi's okay. not even been finished. Have you seen I the pictures it's... of it? It's just like a building site. I heard about this, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't look good for, what is it, two two weeks before mm. the Grand Prix? And you, you know there's not a chance in hell you're going to get that text from someone at half past 12 going oh it's raining it's raining <laughs> it's just, you know, every race there is just dry yeah 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 it's kind of, you just don't get that same but um, you know brazil anything can happen it's a great track the fans yeah. are all going to be there and, 
that's the thing as well is crazy atmosphere one minute it could be sunny the next minute we're pissing it down yeah and it's a proper old school circuit it's got gradient change and like you say with the fans as well I mean I'm guessing a bit but the fans at Qatar and Saudi and Abu Dhabi have they been brought up to really enjoy motorsport and be really passionate about it in the way the fans at Spa or Silverstone or Monza are I don't know and I feel that when it's such a dramatic championship and it's going to go down to the wire you want that you don't want it to be full of corporate hospitality which I fear those races might be maybe I need to give them a chance first well yeah but I mean there's obviously various political things going on behind Mm. the Saudi Mm. one that makes it uncomfortable anyway yeah and yeah we'll we'll have to see we'll we'll review that in a further episode once it's happened we'll wait and see you know the the the, the Bahrain track has grown on me and that threw up two Mm. brilliant races at the end of last season yeah it did so you never know yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it anyway. It's great that they're all packed into the last month. We're going to see sort of almost back-to-back races for a month. And yeah, it's going to go down to the wire, I think, or I hope. All right, well, well any more for any more? 39 minutes. Yeah. What else was there? Oh, I was going to tell you a story about a <laughs> a famous German dressage horse. Excellent. This is what, this is what our <laughs> 10 listeners come for. It isn't much of a story. It's more just the name of the horse. Um, it's called it's called Damon Hill. <laughs> Damon Hill. Yep. <laughs> right. That's that's all I've got. I mean, it's 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 a very good horse. It's won various Grand Prix, amusingly. Uh, it's twelve years old, as as far as I can. Uh, tell from what I've read um, yeah it's just a German dressage horse that's called Damon Hill <laughs> after the F1 purposely after the F1 yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It, it does not it mean named, something else in German it, I mean it, it's not a place I don't think I don't think there's another Damon Hill um, it is indeed just yeah there must be there must be a place somewhere called Damon Hill <laughs> I think there might be but no from what I saw earlier it is I mean, I've um, I've Richard Porter to thank for this, Sniff Petrol, who, well, actually, no, someone tweeted it to him, uh, and then he retweeted it, and I had a quick look, and yes, German dressage horse called Damon Hill, which I thought was just excellent. I've got nothing else yeah. to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> they got, like, Juan Pablo Montoya the Greyhound or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... That that's one way to to finish, and uh, we're we're going away this weekend together. We are, yeah. More, not just not the two just of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you wanted to talk about that on the podcast, but yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> a group of men. <laughs> we're, we're going to um, an Airbnb that you found. That's what's it called? <laughs> Don, Don Cavioni House or something? <laughs> we wanted to go. On. We wanted to go on a on a lads' adventure, and a we're going trip. to Maidenhead, <laughs> which is about 15, 20 miles away. Yeah, it's just outside Slough. Yeah. <laughs> originally, originally we thought of Snowdonia. <laughs> we thought of Snowdonia. We thought of Devon, and then a couple of people, myself included, admittedly said, "I've got some work to do on Friday. I'll see you there." 
And then everyone said, oh, no, let's just go somewhere local. And there's nine of us. And it's quite hard finding a house that's big enough, that's cheap enough. And you found this um, Godfather-themed house. Yeah. And I've never seen it. So no, I haven't either. Like, I'm sort of a whole I'm lot going of in blind. That are going over my head. Yeah. So we're staying at the Godfather's house just outside Slough. This was going to be. We were sort of like, oh, let's. Well, we could rent supercars and go to the Lake District. And now we're just going. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're just yeah spending the weekend drinking Near beer Slough. in Slough. But this has come about because this was meant to be our final go kart race of the season on Saturday, mm. um, and we withdrew because we're basically guaranteed last in the championship and it was kind of like do, do we want to go and pay 120 quid to, to be disappointed at the carting and still come last or should we just spend the same money and go and spend the weekend getting drunk in, in Maidenhead <laughs> slightly disappointed uh, in Slough instead yeah, yeah so like next next season we could be looking at an 11 round weekend away getting drunk somewhere <laughs> if you just take your motorsport budget and put it straight into Airbnb and alcohol yeah this is like almost two grand a year we've got to play with each <laughs> to uh, just go and have fun yeah we could uh, hire a supercar no, I, I, I think we, we, we will return uh, next season to karting yeah. uh, we all may albeit relegated to division two mm-hmm Mm-hmm. We might actually win something. I'm going to say you'd be get, you'd be getting some podiums team. in that case, surely. Possibly. Don't speak too soon. Wow. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> Ever the, 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 the top level, the top level which we've been in for a few years has been incredibly tough. Mm. And then, kind of, after COVID and the lockdowns, there was a few drivers that came back. I think people sat there and realised actually, I need to just get out and do stuff when I can. So then a few really awesome teams turned up as well and just bolstered out the, the championship. And we, we've had a lot of bad luck with uh, kind of penalties mm. and other things. But overall, we're just not good enough to reach that kind of anywhere above the top five. Even on a good day, fourth mm. or fifth is about mm. as good as we can do. So we'll see. We might pop down a division and see if we can pick up some pots and you know actually go there yeah. with a perhaps with the championship to get our teeth into rather than just turning up hoping we might get fourth or fifth mm-hmm. so we'll see well um, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Auto Chat Podcast um, do all those things I ask you to do at the end of every episode do click the star rating write a review if you can uh, and if you could s- subscribe that would be absolutely fantastic that way you get notified whenever new episodes come out and they will automatically download for you on your podcast app of choice and um yeah we'll we'll see you again we'll speak to you again even on the next episode thanks thank you